Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hi there, everyone. It's Jennifer, Art Curious host. And see, I told you I would eventually be back with you with our short-form Friday roundup of my favorite art history updates and interesting news tidbits. And here I am. Yay! Finally, right? Okay, anyhow, let's get to it. This is, once again, Art Curious News This Week, and this will get you up to date on some of the goings-on in the realm of art history. Today is Friday, October 28th, 2022, and I truly had a number of really interesting stories to choose from this week, but I specifically wanted to choose something very positive this week. And so all of our stories this week are very happy ones. And this first one is something that I actually alluded to earlier this spring when I released our series called Cherchez la Femme here on the podcast which was all about repurposing a misogynistic French phrase in favor of finding the women who are sometimes left out of the art history books. One of my favorite episodes from that season was about Jo Van Gogh Bonger, the sister-in-law of Vincent Van Gogh. And Jo is truly the woman responsible for bringing that artist to the limelight and why he is so frequently considered to be one of the most popular artists year after year all around the world. The news today is that the first biography of this incredible woman was released in Dutch two years ago by the author Hans Leuten, and forgive me, I do not speak Dutch, but I'm hoping that's how it's pronounced. But happily, the English translation by Lynn Richards is now coming out next month in both the U.S. and the U.K. This book is titled Jo van Gogh Bonger, The Woman Who Made Vincent Famous, and I cannot wait to get my hands on a copy of this book. As you might remember from my own episode on Joe, she was married to her husband, Theo Van Gogh, who was Vincent's brother, for less than two years before Vincent and then Theo died within six months of one another. This made Joe heir to, among other things, Vincent's legacy, and it was a minuscule one at that point. But Joe knew that her husband had believed in his brother's talent and his works of art, so as an homage to both of them, she began tirelessly promoting Vincent's works and, crucially, his letters as ways to understand those works more fully. Now, it obviously paid off, but not without a bumpy road at times, and not without significant toil on Joe's part. If you liked the episode that I did on her earlier this year, then you'll know that this book is definitely for you. It's going to be an awesome Christmas present for the Van Gogh fan in your life, too. So I have linked the book in the podcast notes here as well as on my blog, artcuriouspodcast.com, so that you can go ahead and order yourself a copy if you are so inclined. And let me know if you pick it up, because I can't wait to read it, and I would love to know if you enjoyed it. So yay for Joe! For our next story, I've got another excellent piece of good news. And for me, I think this is an example of a happy ending from an otherwise not good situation. In summer 2020, you know, an altogether positive time in the world. Obviously, I mean that sarcastically. There was an explosion at the port of Beirut, Lebanon, and it killed dozens and wounded hundreds more. 
It also felled buildings and reduced much of the surroundings to rubble. But when this happened, one particular painting in a nearby mansion was hit by shards of glass. And when people started looking more closely at this work, it made some eyebrows raise. They thought, could this painting actually be something truly incredible? The answer this week was finally revealed to be yes. This painting, featuring the Grecian hero Hercules with his enslaver, the Queen Omphale, who would eventually become his wife, was a scene that was probably painted by none other than Artemisia Gentileschi, one of the most awesome artists, in my humble opinion, of the Italian Baroque era. You can, of course, hear all about her masterwork, Judith Beheading Holofernes, in episode number 42 of our show. So while it was announced a while back that this painting was probably a work by Gentileschi, it has now been confirmed by several scholars. According to the New York Times, multiple Gentileschi experts, including Sheila Barker, have seen this work either in person or in reproduction, and as Barker noted, quote, I don't know of anyone who has a dissenting opinion, unquote. Similarly, Davide Gasparato, who is the senior curator of paintings at the Getty Museum in Los Angeles, says, quote, This painting is definitely by Artemisia. It's a very powerful, convincing painting, one of her most ambitious in terms of size and the complexity of figures, unquote. And it definitely fits in with Artemisia's typical take on women as the strong protagonists of her paintings. In what the Times refers to as a unique twist, it is Omphale, not Hercules, who is the central heroic figure in her version, which I've got to admit, I definitely love. As you might guess, this painting is currently in not great condition, with many lacerations and pitting that was sustained during the 2020 blast. And it could not stay at home, per se, in Lebanon while the mansion undergoes extensive repairs. The owner of the home and the painting, Roderick Sursock Cochran, thus agreed to an extended loan of the work to the Getty Museum in exchange for repairs and cleaning of the painting from its stellar conservation team. If all goes to plan, the Getty does hope to exhibit the work in their galleries by early 2024. Showing this piece as an Artemisia Gentileschi will bring the number of known existing paintings by the artist to a total of 61. I've got one more great story to share with you today, and it's one that makes me want to get my suitcase pre-packed for a trip to the Netherlands. And, you know, you might want to join me. So please support me and the show by listening to a couple of ads, and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making Just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros, two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Brav Bros. Good job. Welcome back to our Curious and our News This Week. For our last story, as I mentioned before the break, I am pretty much just packing my suitcase now for a trip to the Netherlands next spring. The Rijksmuseum in Amsterdam is holding the biggest show in history of the works of the famed Dutch painter Johannes Vermeer, and this is scheduled to be on view next year from February 10th through June 4th, 2023. Here is why this show is such a big deal. 
there are currently only about 35 known works of art to be in existence by Vermeer, this incredibly fascinating artist who was really made famous to many art newbies via the movie and the book Girl with a Pearl Earring. Currently, the Rijksmuseum has confirmed that they will be showing at least 28 of these 35-ish confirmed works of art. The last time a large-scale Vermeer show was on view was at the Moritz House in The Hague in 1996, and that show, which was the largest of its time, featured 23 works. This, in essence, then brings almost every known Vermeer work into the same building at the same time, which is an incredible feat and a huge opportunity to learn all about the master's experiences, techniques, subject matter, and so much more, all at once and with your own eyes which is a rare thing at that. It's something that, as the Rijksmuseum director Taco Dibbets noted, quote, seeing all the works together will be an experience even Vermeer never had, unquote. Also, can I just say Taco Dibbets, best name ever. Most of the six remaining works that won't be on view, by the way, are due to their fragile condition or stipulations from the item's bequest that notes restrictions on loaning the works, for example, or, as is famously the case of the work from the Isabella Stewart Gardner collection, the work has disappeared. The art newspaper reports that the idea for this exhibition came up because of a very practical reason, which I kind of love. The Frick Collection in New York, which houses three of Vermeer's works, is normally unable to lend the works, but the Frick is in the process of a large-scale building project, meaning that its priceless works had to be removed from view. Thus, the Rijksmuseum stepped in with an interesting solution. If you can't show them, could we? And thus, history is being made. I have to say that I don't currently have a trip planned to Amsterdam next year, but I think I just might have to tack on one because, hey, Vermeer, that's cool. If you want to know all about Vermeer's Girl with a Pearl Earring and its potential sitter, I have got you covered. That is episode number 87 of Art Curious, available anytime for your listening ears. All right, friends, thank you so much for listening to this segment, our short-form news recaps, that'll help round out some of your art historical knowledge here this week on Art Curious. Again, I had a lot of stories to choose from, including, of course, snippets about the ongoing Just Stop Oil protests that have been targeting artworks during their actions. But I wanted to say that I did recently just talk about this both on Instagram and on YouTube, so you could check out those short-form videos for some of my thoughts there. But I am sure that I will be discussing this more in the coming weeks. As always, if you liked this episode, please let me know. You can hit me up on Instagram especially or email me via the contact form on my website, artcuriouspodcast.com. There are a lot of ways that you can connect with me right now. You can travel on an upcoming trip to Italy in May 2023. You can watch my fun and kind of all over the place videos on YouTube. You can take my audio course, Breaking Barriers, Women of Renaissance Europe, and you can help us for free by just staying here and listening to our episodes. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, I wish you all well and stay curious. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. 